0: The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, May 15th, 2023. The woman in your life who will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life she can rest so easily. She does everything you do
1: because the woman in your life is you buddy and welcome to women's spaces my name is elaine b holt and i am your host and i have something very special this morning with me at the board is my dear friend judy elliott good morning judy Good morning, Elaine. Well, welcome. You know, this is so exciting. We're doing a Mother's Day program. So happy Mother's Day to everybody. And uh, on May 14th, you know, we celebrated uh, Mother's Day. And I want to do a shout out to my beautiful daughter, Susan, and son-in-law, Dave, for making Mother's Day so special. A reminder to all my listeners, you know, Mother's Day was an anti-war protest. And I will go into that a a little bit later on. And today's show, I'll be playing the Mother's Day Proclamation written by Julia Ward Howell to give us an idea of the uh, how the original Mother's Day started and this morning I have a very special guest with me joining me with this w- joining me here in the studio is uh, my dear friend Jebby Marr she's a successful businesswoman who is the former owner of coffee cats in Sebastopol and she is a lover of my poetry and Debbie and I will be reading uh, various uh, selections of my poems and discussing their meeting it was really exciting when She brought me the idea, and here we are. It is today. We're finally doing it, and I'm truly excited about this show, and I want to thank uh, Debbie for the idea and her willingness to share this Mother's Day program with me. It's really, really exciting. Well, I have one announcement. Happy birthday to the world's best sister in the the law in the world, Joanne uh, Norton Elena. I want to wish you a joyous year. Uh, Joanna, one filled with good health, peace of mind, and loving relationships. You are very special. You are very special to Ken and I, and we love you very much. So happy, happy, happy birthday. And also, hey, folks, mark your calendars. Uh, Juneteenth is happening this year. The Martin Luther King uh, in Sonoma County is going to be happening on June 17, 2023. We'll be talking more about the event uh, as it gets closer and closer to us. Well, you know, like I do every every uh, every week, we talk about our history as our strength, and you know, here Mother's Day is has this whole historical meeting. But there's two things that I found that I thought were really related to this uh, special, this special, uh, this special holiday. And that is on May 12, 1968, I love this, a two-block Mother's Day march of welfare mothers was held in Washington, D.C., held, uh, was led by Coretta Scott, uh, Coretta Scott King, and it was accompanied by Ethel Kennedy. And, you know, I want to do a shout-out, you know, blessings to Ethel Kennedy. I mean, she made her transition several years ago, but, you know, she actually came out to Sonoma County and helped put the uh, put the antenna up here in uh, Sonoma County for KBBF and so I just amazing here on May 12 1968 that they did this amazing march uh, for Mother's Day and then happy happy birthday to uh, this is this I just I could not resist this on May 17 1912 uh, she made her transition in 2006 Mary Beatrice Davison Kenner she was an African-American inventor and most noted for her development of the sanitary Mary Belt, so that I mean it gave us some sort of uh, way to handle our monthly cycle. So happy birthday to Beatrice Davison uh, Kenner. You know, it's amazing what women accomplish in this world. Well, it is Mother's Day, and I want to move along really quickly with this because I want to play uh, the Mother's Day Proclamation by Julia Howe. It's going to be recited by Gazella Rowe, uh, and like I said, it was written by uh, Julia Ward Howe. Just a little history uh, lesson this was written after the Civil War, when Ju- when Julia Ward Howard and a group of her a group of her women friends visited the fields of war to attend the soldiers who were injured, and they were so taken and sorrowful about what they saw. I mean, if you can believe this, they saw baskets of legs and arms and soldiers crying from pain, and she wrote the the. Uh, Proclamation, and it was really, really very interesting. And it took years after that for uh, it to finally become a, an authentic or a, a acknowledged Mother's Day um, event. But it's changed over the years. You know, right now, at this time and place, it's it's kind of a I would say a, you know we give cards to our mothers and candy and all these other things, and we celebrate them. But we forget one thing: that this particular holiday was an anti-war protest. And it's amazing. It was somewhere in the 1800s that was written, this was written, and folks were still at war. I mean, the whole planet feels like it's at war. Not only that, we've got the war on the environment, we've got what's happening in Ukraine, you have what's happening in Iraq, all the different things that are going on. I mean, you think that this was written over 100 years ago. Actually, almost 200 years ago, I think. So, so we're going to be we're all we're all we're going to be doing that, and then after I'm going to do a little reminder from Ruth Bader Ginsburg after we play this. So let's go ahead. Let's play the Mother's Day Proclamation, and when we return, I will be talking. I will be uh, discussing this, and we will be doing. Uh, Debbie will also be reading two poems, but let's first hear the proclamation, and then we will have a little discussion. So go ahead, Judy. Let's go ahead and play that.
2: Mother's Day Proclamation by Julia Ward Howe Arise then, women of this day Arise, all women who have hearts Whether your baptism be of water or of tears Say firmly, we will not have questions answered by irrelevant agencies Our husbands will not come to us, reeking with carnage For caresses and applause Our sons shall not be taken from us to unlearn all that we have been able to teach them of charity, mercy and patience. We, the women of one country, will be too tender of those of another country to allow our sons to be trained to injure theirs. From the voice of a devastated earth, a voice goes up with our own. It says, disarm, disarm. The sword of murder is not the balance of justice. Blood does not wipe our dishonor, nor violence indicate possession. As men have often forsaken the plough and the anvil at the summons of war, let women now leave all that may be left of home for a great and earnest day of counsel. Let them meet first as women to bewail and commemorate the dead. Let them solemnly take counsel with each other as to the means whereby the great human family can live in peace. Each bearing after his own time the sacred impress, not of Caesar but of God, In the name of womanhood and humanity, I earnestly ask that a general congress of women without limit of nationality may be appointed and held at some place deemed most convenient and the earliest period consistent with its objectives to promote the alliance of the different nationalities, the amicable settlement of international questions, the great and general interests of peace.
1: Oh, Peace. Uh, One day I hope we finally come to that place. Well, for you just joining, I want to remind my listeners that the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station, its board of directors, its members, or Women's Spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz, and joining me in the studio is Debbie Marr. Welcome, Debbie. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here today. Well, I'm really happy to have you. You know, Debbie, before, I wanna, before we start, I wanted to find out a little bit about you. But we just heard the Mother's Day proclamation. And I want to remind folks of just a little bit something that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, of course, we all know is on the Supreme Court. Uh, because it's Mother's Day. And, you know, I mean, I enjoyed Mother's Day and I rec- yesterday. And I recognized that all the children in that room were all by choice each and every one of them and the love that was exuberated and the feelings for these children was just amazing so I want to remind people what particularly right now because women are struggling so hard to have choice and to to overcome some of the barriers that are trying to be presented to us around our abortion and you know I say this over and over and over again you know I'm not for abortion I'm not for against abortion I'm for choice and I think that is very important. So this is what Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote, and I think it's very important on this Mother's Day to just kind of remind people, you know, exactly what is why it's so important and what's on the line with choice. Here we go. The decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a woman's life, to her well-being and dignity. When the government controls that decision for her, she is being treated as less than a full adult human responsible for her own choices. Think about this. She is being treated as less than a full adult human responsible for her own choices. In other words, we have to credit women. They know if they can actually have that child or if they can take care of that child or if they want that child, and it's a matter of choice. So it's very important that we remind ourselves about this. So I'm going to repeat it one more time. The decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a woman's life, to her well-being and dignity. When the government controls that decision for her, she is being treated, listen to this very carefully, she is being treated as less than a full adult human responsible for her own choices. And I think that's very very important to recognize. Well, I'm gonna turn the show over now. We're gonna welcome Debbie Marr here. Welcome Debbie. Welcome to Women's Spaces. You know, I know you're a wonderful, you're a small business owner. You were the owner of Coffee Cats, and we came into the we came into the store at, at the studio this morning and Judy Elliott, she has been a regular coffee cat and let <laughs> us know how much she missed that that particular entity. But I know there's a lot more to you. So tell us a little bit about you and what was it that why did you want us to do this show or to read my poetry I mean it's just it's such a compliment but I still want to know what your motivation is well Elaine um, you are just a most wonderful
3: host and you're just so um, for women that your and your poetry just amplifies all the beautiful things about you and And us as women, and I really appreciate that so much about yourself.
1: Well, go ahead and tell us a little bit about you, and I really appreciate that beautiful compliment.
3: (laughs) Well, I'm a, a joy enthusiast my whole life, and I am also a joy teacher to bring out, help people to realize that we are joy. That's us. We are the joy, and we're the only ones that block ourselves from that joy. And that's by really by not standing up for ourselves, by thinking that we are, just like Elaine was talking about, that we're less than. We are not less than anybody or anything. We are full-on, beautiful spirits, and joyful spirits and to keep that joy we must um, you know love ourselves first and that's a very hard thing for women especially we're meant we were taught early on to give everything to the man to to be loved we had to I can't wait to read one of Elaine's poems about our hair we (laughs) (laughs) Because it's kind of about all that stuff that we try so hard, and we
1: don't have to try hard. We are who we are. We are beautiful women. So thank you, Elaine well I'll tell you Debbie you are such an inspiration to me I just think it's amazing well I did I did I do write poetry and I have a poetry book that I gave Debbie that's how we first became friends I met her I was coming out of coffee cats and there I saw this beautiful woman and all of a sudden I realized she was the owner and I found out that they did readings there and I said well Debbie you know let me give you my poetry book maybe I can do a reading and that was the beginning of our friendship it's been about eight years now and it's just an amazing friendship and I I thank you. So we're going to start. I'm going to read the first poem because we are going on a journey. And then you're going to read, you're going to read a second poem. Oh my goodness, I just realized something. I just realized something before we go on. Well, I'm gonna do this later on in the show. But I'm gonna start this and read this. It's called Journey with Me. And I think it's one of I this poem I wrote a long time ago, and I was thinking about, you know, what is life? What how do how do we how do we fit into our world? And so here we go. Journey with me. Don't expect, be surprised, live life one breath at a time. Slow down, be unafraid. No matter what you have or who you have or who you are, you will face death. Prepare, laugh and cry, eat and sleep, dance fast, dance slowly, dance like you did not know, dance like you don't know. Dance, be in the moment, be in the moment. Stop sometimes, rest and trust, trust yourself, trust others. Know yourself. Know others. Be yourself. Let others be themselves. These are simple truths. Love. Love the food you eat. Love the water you drink. Take time to love and appreciate your kitchen sink. Love simple treasures each and every day. Notice the beauty of the flowers you pass along the way. Love laughter. Love rain. Learn to love and bless the pain. With wide eyes open, excuse me, with eyes wide open, seeing and disbelieving, yet believing it will all come to pass. Learn to need, learn to give, learn to receive. We are all of our Mother Earth. We are all from the one. Woo. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, why do you feel this? What, what, is, what, in, what, what is the one thing that catches you about that poem? well um that we should you know
3: dance <laughs>
1: that's what the one thing that,
3: that we should dance through life
1: dance your life enjoy life enjoy and
3: also, life yes and and it's a choice
1: every day it's a choice and you and know the one choice. line the one line that i love is take time to love and appreciate your kitchen sink because we don't realize that there are women across the globe that have to walk miles to get water all we have to do is turn on a little tap and there it is and if we're lucky we have a full filtering system in our house that even makes the water even healthier and people forget they forget to appreciate all that we have and that's part of joy is appreciation
3: so that's the whole point is to be able to appreciate our day and appreciate what we have all the beautiful things family friends and the trees and the birds and the bees and everything that you take for granted, don't take it for
1: granted. Be grateful. I know. I mean, that's the whole idea. That's the whole idea. Journey. And that brings joy. Now we're going to, I'm going to have Debbie read the second poem. And now let's, it's called Life is a Dream. And let me give you a little background on this poem. Okay. Uh, I I think I, my daughter was about uh, 5 or 6 years old. I think we were celebrating Susan's birthday and I was over at my mother's house and my mother my mother never was uh, phil- philosophical or anything, you know. So this was kind of shocking when she said to me. We were sitting there and we we were talking about celebrating Susan's birthday and we were going to do a birthday party and all she times she looks at me and she says Elaine, she says life is a dream. And I looked at her, you know, I was 25 or 26 years old, and I I couldn't figure out what she meant. Well, here I am at 83. I know exactly what she meant. And so about five years ago, well, actually, it's about three years ago is when I wrote this, this poem, thinking about my mother and thinking about what she said and thinking how I have evolved as a woman. So, Debbie, go ahead, read this poem, and make sure you come right here by the mic, my friend.
3: All right. Life is a dream. My mama once said, life is a dream. Sitting with the sun on my back, feeling the breeze flowing through my spaces in my body. I watch the children playing and spinning, showing off their youth and grace. I understand what life is a dream truly means. 69 years have passed. So much living, laughing and loving and crying, always wondering how long will this last? This life is given to me by the unknown mystery. Mama is gone. Frida, my dog of 17 years, is gone. Daddy, too, is gone, and I wonder, how long? How long can I dance and sing my song? Susan, once deep in my womb, faces the graduation of her own daughter. Where has the time gone? How much time until I'm gone? Mama was right. Life is a dream. Life is time. Life is now. Time is the past, and time is passing. Always moving, sometimes slowly, sometimes fast. I ask, is there a past or am I just dreaming?
1: Wow. So I not, never not. heard that. Yes, and you know, I want to. I want to update this a little bit because okay. all of a sudden I realize when I say you know sixty-nine years have passed. Well, folks, eighty-three years have passed. So that That's right. I wrote that fourteen <laughs> years ago. And another thing, once Susan, once deep in my womb, faces the graduation of her own daughter. Susan is now a grandmother of two children. So I mean, it is just amazing. That's right. Time, and time I, flies. And you wonder, <laughs> is it a dream? It is a
3: dream, and we make it up. So think good thoughts, and keep those thoughts coming every day. Whatever your wishes and dreams are, you can do it. There is nothing stopping you. You have everything available to you to do your dream. And I've always lived like that. I've always lived my dreams. And I, um, have been kind of different for living my dreams because when I was young, um, I, uh, you know, took my kids up to Steamboat Springs, Colorado, by myself, my husband of uh, eight years at the time, and I uh, separated. And that was very different to just take your kids away from the dad. And I asked his permission, of course, and go somewhere because I wanted my kids to live free and be in a beautiful place so that they could, you know, continue their life in, in fun (laughs) because that's what we need to do is always have fun.
1: Well, it's amazing, you know, when you start thinking about it, you know, because time goes by, you know, I was, when we were at the Mother's Day, at the Mother's Day uh, event yesterday, you know, my my great-granddaughter, I I mean, I can't believe I have a great-granddaughter, Satori, she says, she pins her, her hands together, and she says... Jima, they call me Jima, she says, that's how much I love you. And I said, oh, Satori, can't you love me just a little bit? And we went through this little game. And then finally, she opened both her hands to tell me how much she loved me. And I looked at this little girl and I thought, how did all these years pass? You know, all here she is talking to me, telling me how much she loves me, holding her. And I thought, years have passed before, before we turn around. So it was just really, really amazing. Well, folks, you know, these are two poems we wrote, and I really, I, I want everybody to know that all the poems will be in our poetry section on www.womenspaces.com. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a little uh, musical break now, and we're back into Mother's Day. And it, and before we take this musical break, you know, there's another Mother's Day proclamation that was written that I think is really important that that my listeners know about. And this is the Mother's Day uh, proclamation that was written by Sierra uh Riviera's son. Uh, she is a, a novelist, an activist, and very involved in Cold Pink. And a shout out to Medea Benjamin, who is still out there protesting, speaking out for women, speaking out against wars. Just amazing. But this is another Mother's Day proclamation. It's called Mother's Day Proclamation 2019. So here, listen to this one. I think this one is just wild. Instead of flowers, give us space. Instead of brunch, end the wars. Let no more mothers raise their their children to kill other mothers' children. Give us, instead, the abolition of war, the promotion of peace, and the care of people and planet. To commemorate Mother's Day without demanding these changes rings flat. For every mother appreciating the beauty of the spring, there is another mother screaming under the terror of bombs and bullets. For every mother savoring breakfast in bed, there's another hungry hunger and unhoused, stateless and fleeing from war. We, the mothers and the children of mothers, stand united against war and united for the well-being of people and planet. An amazing, amazing statement. Mother's Day Proclamation 2019 by Riviera Sun. And now what we're going to do is we're going to take another musical break. And what's really exciting about this is that I wrote a poem several years ago. I was at a, a May 1st, a May a May Day rally, and my dear friend Alicia Sanchez was talking. I mean, she was talking in Spanish. So i didn't understand the word she said but suddenly this emotion came over me that i couldn't i couldn't believe and i started looking around at the crowd and i saw mothers mothers with their baby carriages mothers that had their children in their arms and there were black mothers and white mothers and asian american mothers and a, a few native american mothers that were actually dressed in some of their uh their uh their traditional costumes and all of a sudden i said to myself i am women i am all women and it just hit me and I wrote I ran and I got a piece of paper and I wrote it in five minutes and I dedicated it to, to Alicia Sanchez and I have never had the opportunity to read it on the Mother's Day show so this is very exciting to me and then all of a sudden I found this I found this poem excuse me this song uh, for the mothers and and I really it's it, it sung by uh, Betsy Rose and the women's choir and I thought you know if I ever have a chance to read this poem on the air this it during the Mother's Day program, I'm going to play this song prior to it. So I think it's very important. Just listen to the words because there are so, like it says there are so many mothers out there that are suffering you know, I mean, I can think of the spread that we had for dinner, you know, I mean, for the the event that we had. I mean, it was amazing. My son-in-law said that him and my granddaughter, they all arranged it together. It was the most beautiful plate with lox and, and onions and, and tomatoes and just, and, and just bagels and all this wonderful food all around us. And yet at the same time, there are mothers out there that can't even get water for their children. So it's very important that we acknowledge this and we send our compassion and our empathy out to them. So let's go ahead Judy let's play for the mothers and then when we return uh, Debbie Marr and I are going to read the poem I Am Women, I Am All Women and I want you to know it's going to be a five minute poem let's go Judy
0: I sing for the mothers all over the earth For their power, for their love, I ache for the mothers all over the earth. For their sorrow, for their love, may their broken hearts be cradled, may their righteous anger be heard. I pray for justice and healing for all of the mothers all over the earth. I sing for the mothers of soldiers at war. for mothers in countries at war, for mothers who cannot
1: I can't help but think in this Mother's Day Proclamation 2019 by Riviera's son. Instead of flowers, give us peace. Instead of brunch, end all wars. Amazing, amazing. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holt. And with me in the studio is my special guest, Debbie Marr. Uh, Debbie and I have been reading poetry. This was her idea. I'm going to call her a co-producer. I mean, we sat and we had a wonderful croissant and a cup of coffee and planned out the whole show. And it was was really great. And we're going to read this poem called I Am Woman, I Am All Women. And I want to say that this was inspired by our uh, president here at KBBS alicia sanchez and i want to thank her for her support and and just all that she brings to the table so let's go we're gonna do we're gonna it's a five minute it's about a three to five minute poem so just kind of sit back and relax and here we go we ready debbie
3: yes we are and i just want to say this is the poem that i heard first that elaine did And I was like, wow, this is like the best poem I've ever heard. And it still is. So we'll Well, we'll we'll do
1: this. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to start out and I'm going to read one part that Debbie's going to take over. And then we're going to go to the end. So here we go. One, two, three. I am woman. I am all women. And I go beyond color, religion, country, and political party. I am woman. I am all women. And in my womb, since the beginning of humankind, I provided a space for the children of the earth to grow and develop through my pain. A child is born through my body and nurturing. Those born of me have survived. I am woman. I am all women and I am tired of the polluters who take away from the health of my children, my grandchildren, and future generations. I am tired of the warmongers who take my young children, born pure and innocent, and turn them into killers. Killers who kill their own kind and are killed in the name of I do not know what anymore. I am tired of the greed that creates lack for too
3: many and abundance for too few. I am tired of those who rule continually telling me what is right for my body and that they know what is best and make choices for me. I am tired of the women who sell their souls so they can participate in a man's world, one full of fear and destruction. I am tired of seeing my offspring in countries close and far away destroying all that is needed to sustain the life of my children. Those innocent children who are born free only to fall into experiences that create hunger, disease, created by humankind's greed. A man plants the seed of life deep within me. The great mystery takes that seed deep into my womb and creates all that has been created. I am tired of men taking the pleasure in planting while they deny all that I have created and what it is entitled to. I give birth to human beings, not Jews, not Catholics, not Muslims, not Buddhists, not black, not white, not yellow
1: or red. Wow, I am tired of these divisions and want life to be cherished and valued. I want all life on this, our mother earth, to be cherished and valued. My soul gets weary and tired and my being over becomes angry thinking about those huge bellies and blank stares of children subject to lack due to greed. Their needs go unnoticed and deemed unimportant. Who decided there should be have or have nights with all goods, all, When all goods, all profits come from our Mother Earth. I ask all mothers, how can you allow your sons or daughters to provide another mother's sons or daughters their right as human beings, as children of the earth, their right to freedom, food, water, and shelter? How can you allow your sons and daughters to kill another mother's sons or daughter in the name of what? I ask women, I ask mothers, I ask grandmothers, I ask fathers, tell your children to drop those guns. Tell your children to work for love, peace, and equality. Tell your children who are dropping bombs on other mothers' children to stop and stop now.
3: Oh, what it must feel like for a mother to hear the planes overhead and watch the silver bullets drop from the sky. Oh, what it must feel like for a mother to see her child die because of lack of water. (laughs) It makes me cry a little bit. Begging for help on the bridges of Louisiana. Oh, what it must feel like to be a mother listening to her children cry for food, water, and none is there. Oh, what it must feel like to be a mother watching her child die because there is no medical treatment or money for that treatment. As women we must rally together and see there is no them there is no us there is only women and children like us we are, are all we in need. need i, I am, am women.
1: women i am, am all women, women. Wow. wow we are all one in need we i are. am women i am That all
3: congratulations women. to Elaine on that poll. that is like too <laughs> oh. much <laughs>
1: Don't bang your hands. Okay.
0: All
3: right. <laughs> well it
1: deserves a little drum beat, you know, after yeah. the, after that poem. That was beautiful, Debbie. Well thank you so much. And it is, it's a very it's a very emotional it's a very emotional poem. It is. It really is, you know, when we think about it. You know, and and As I listen to us read it and as I think about it, there have been so many different things that have happened in this world. I mean, when you think about it, there's been earthquakes and tornadoes and villages being destroyed and tsunamis. I mean, just climate change alone, you know, and then all of a sudden the homeless on the street. I mean, now you see more women and more children. And, and more dogs and I mean it's just it's just amazing well, what 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 made you cry Debbie what made you get emotional about that particular those particular lines Share that with us Well uh,
3: because I'm a mother <laughs> 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 and, and a grandmother <laughs> and a grandmother that's right and how can you not get emotional because it is emotional war is very um, it is a something that I thought that we were over. I really did. I thought we would never have a war. And I was like so—I could not believe when the war started in Ukraine. I really couldn't. And just like I can, can't believe that they took the right away of women's choice. Because we it was done. and Everything was happy. And now they bring it back. We— We should have learned by now how to speak up and how to speak with each other for peace.
1: So and, that's... and you know if war if war was the answer we would have had <laughs> to peace we would have had peace a long time ago you know there's one poem that I wrote that I said that all wars are fought in the name of peace I mean all of this destruction they say we're there to bring this we're there to bring democracy we're there to bring hope and all I see is destruction so it's really important and you know another thing I want to say as sad as this poem is as sad as the thoughts are the most important thing is I want is that people, particularly women, are inspired to stand up, to stand up and say enough is enough is enough. You know, we need to find a way. You know, it's it's kind of interesting when our children do something bad, what do we do? We tell them time out, right? Maybe, right. Maybe that's what we need is a time out. Well... We've gone through a lot of emotion here <laughs> yes, and a we lot have. of stuff, and there's. I want to go on a happier note because okay. we're going to end on a happier yes, note. Yes, we have to end on a happier note. We're going to talk about a, a few other things. I think. Uh, I think we're going to have a. a we're going to actually have a, enough time to play the Mother's Day song. It looks like as when I'm looking at the clock, but right now, right now we're going to play a song by uh, Lydia Violet, and and I want to dedicate this to all my activism women friends you know, because they are so determined. When I think of when I read the proclamation uh, that the uh, Code Pink supported, and I think of Dia Benjamin, she's been out there for 10 years holding up signs in Congress and in the Senate and, and getting arrested and doing all these things and, and just keep moving forward. And then my dear friend Susan Lamont, I want to wish her a happy a happy uh, Mother's Day also. She's out there on the forefront all the time trying to push police, you know, sensibility and all these things. And, and nothing seems, to stop them even though at times they get very very discouraged and they inspire me so this poem inspires me it's called ain't gonna let nobody turn me around in other words we're gonna go forward and then after we come back we're gonna read two wonderful poems that I really really love that I know uh, this is one of uh, Debbie's favorite which really I think uh let's let's women know exactly what we worry about and I'll tell a little bit of the history so let's go ahead Judy let's play uh ain't gonna let nobody turn me around sung by Lydia Violet on walking. We're going to keep on talking and we're going to walk to peace, to that freedom of peace and love and compassion across the planet. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. You know, I just want to tell my, just tell folks, you know, I get these emails all the time. Why do you call yourself Elaine B. Holtz? Well, I'm going to tell you why. My middle name is Beverly. I don't like the name Holtz. And so I thought to myself one day, Maybe I should change my name or whatever it was, and I I had the honor of bringing a man by the name of Tom Peters to uh, Sonoma County. He wrote a book called In Search of Excellence. I mean, we filled up we filled up the whole audience at Luther. The host. Uh, Room at Luther Burbank Center. I mean, I was like a nervous wreck, and when I had to go up there, and I was thinking to myself, oh, "Oh my God," you know. And I said, "Relax, just be yourself," you know. You know, do the best you can. You're a beautiful child of the earth. And I thought, "Wow, that's my middle name's Beverly. I'm just going to take the bee there." And so I got on the stage and announced and um, introduced him within that mind that the for the bee from Beverly is that I was doing the best I can. I was a beautiful child of the world. Be here now. And believe in yourself. And I thought, wow, this is great. So I changed it to Elaine B. Holtz. And so what is happening, It softened the Holt. Elaine B. Holtz. It sounds much better than Elaine Holtz. You know, it doesn't sound (laughs) so, you know, I don't know. I just don't like the way it sounds. And I also added another thing, and that is I'm a beekeeper, which is really beautiful. So that's why I call myself Elaine B. Holtz. It's always to remind me, particularly to remind always, that I'm doing the very best I can, and that I'm a beautiful child of the universe. And I invite all of you to take that middle initial, if you have one, and take that one letter and something that encourages you, inspires you, and gives you the courage to speak out, you know. Well, welcome back. Like I said, you're listening to Women's Spaces. I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz, and with me in the studio is Debbie Marr. And now we're going to lighten up a little bit. Oh, boy. Let's lighten it up. We're we're going (laughs) to read the poem called...
2: more, more than, than my, my hair. hair. And I'm going <laughs> to
1: give, uh, let me give folks just a little background on this. And I'm going to be very honest in this time, in this time. I'm going to just, it's Mother's Day. Let's let it all go. You know, let's, you know, and that's another thing. If you're going to be here now and you're doing the best you can, just, just tell your story. You know, you might inspire someone else. Well, anyway, to make a long story short, I was very involved with the Human Awareness Institution, and uh, they had a series of workshops at Harbin uh, Hot Springs. And as most folks know, Harbin Hot Springs is clothing optional. And I think I'd gone to about maybe uh, seven or eight of these different seminars uh, with the Human Awareness Institute. And it was, and what we used to do is, you know, we we took showers and we did all kinds of funny things together. And this one day, this one time, it was the second day of the workshop. Uh, I took a shower and I got my hair all wet and then so I said well I'll just I'll just do my do you know just I have my comb with me I have my hair my hairspray and all that other stuff and I go into my pack and I can't believe it I don't have it i don't have my comb i don't have my 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 moose or whatever it is and i just got so upset that i decided i can't do the workshop anymore and i ran out uh, ran out and i started crying and i was very upset and i put me put my hand around a tree and i was crying because i was just like oh my goodness my hair you know for some reason hair you know especially when you use clothing optional your hair becomes very important And all of a sudden, I hear the tree say to me, Elaine, you're more than your hair. And all of a sudden, I screamed, I declare I'm more than my hair. And I ran and got a pencil, and within five minutes, I wrote this poem. So now, Debbie Marr is going to read it over the air for all of you folks, and then we will have a little conversation about it. Go ahead, Debbie. It's all yours.
3: Okay, thank you. I love this poem because... We are, as women, always thinking about that. Is our hair good? Is Are we wearing the right outfit? Are we are we wearing this or doing this? But I just want to say we are more than all that stuff. We are more than wearing stilettos to look sexy or wearing a low-cut blouse. We don't need to do that. We are more than that. So now I'm going to read Elaine's more than hair. <laughs> I have come to declare, and I am aware, I am more than my hair. A simple statement, but listen, I have lived for decades obsessed with my do. I thought the, hearing the words, I love you, I want you, I need you, you're beautiful, was all connected to my hair. From hairdresser to hairdresser, I would go hoping to look good and make a good show, so a special man, would know I am beautiful enough and worthy enough to ask for a date, to ask for a kiss. All they had to do was see was the beauty in my hair. At a workshop signing, in the mirror eyes questioning, what am I to do? I left my gel at home. Where's that brush, the special one that makes waves and my hair stand up tall? It's been tough. It's been rough. No more, I declare, for I am more than my hair. I am that I am, and what I am is grand. (laughs) Don't we just love this? (laughs) Thank you, Elaine.
1: (laughs) You know, when I listen to you read it, I think to myself, that is one of the funniest poems I ever wrote, but it's so true. I know. Like you said, it's women. You know, we worry about, are we thin enough? Are we, you know, are we pretty enough? You know, I, you know, with me, am I, you know, I'm 83. Am I too old? Am I ugly? You know, I mean, and constantly. In fact, I just cut my hair about two weeks ago, and I have a perm now. Another thing, I said, I can't stand it anymore. I'm always wearing these hats because it never comes out right. So just listening to that poem and just listening to you read it. You know, if anybody has any comments about that, or they want a copy of the poem, or anything, just go to www.womenspaces.com. They're all going to be there. Well, we're going to read another poem here, and this is this is this poem is 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 very special to me because it's something that it was a, an interaction that uh, that that Debbie and I had. Uh, she moved down to Santa Rosa for a short while, and, and, and she was a little bit further away from her uh, grandson, and didn't, it seemed like she wasn't seeing him as often, and she had this beautiful picture of him, and I looked at it, and I said, says, says, my God, you know, he was five years old, and his name is Max, and I said, uh, you know, and she showed me the picture, and I, he was so adorable. He was wearing this little shirt and tie, you know, he looked like a, a little man, and I just looked, and I said, Debbie, uh, you know, you know, what, what, what? What is what is with uh, what is with Max? What's he likes? What's his personality? And Debbie says to me, you know, all he wants, all he says, is he wants to have kids come and play with him. And I, I, I was driving home in my car, and I just start thinking about that. All he wants is somebody to play with him. So I wrote this very simple little poem to Max for Max. Come, this is called for Max. Come play with me. I do not care if you come from afar or what color you are. Come play with me. Come play with me. Come play. I mean, just listen to this. Come play with me. I do not care if you come from afar or what color you are. Come play with me. Come play with me. Come play. I mean, out of the mouth, you know, out of the thought of a child, I mean, it, it, it just, that it, it the simple little poem just was amazing to me. What what are your thoughts, Debbie? Well, now, I said Max is, how old is
3: he now? Max is 12, and Ooh. he still just wants everybody to come play with him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we do. I come and go pick him up, and now we have... You know, from one to three kids that want to come play too (laughs) in the Joy Cabin. That's the name of my little cabin up in uh, Rio Nido by Corbell. It's up in the Redwoods. And they even, like one of the little kids said to another kid, wait till you get to the Joy Cabin. It's so great. It's so quiet. And I was thinking, wow, here's another 12-year-old saying how nice it is to be in a quiet area. And I thought, wow, this is so great. But that's what they want to do. They just want to come and play.
1: They just want to be with one another. Yeah. You know, you know and, and and another thing that was that was really interesting is, you know, uh, my friend my friend Susan Lamont uh, posted her her little grandchild on there, and she's just just so beautiful. Her name is Nora. And we were writing back and forth, and, and, and she was talking about Nora having the same thing, liking to play, you know, wants to, wants to do things. And, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, somebody else got in there and started talking about some of the violence that's happening with children, you know, some of the things that are going on. And it, all of a sudden, it brought me back to that place that children learn what they live. You know, if you live with violence, you're gonna be violence. If you live with love, if you you're gonna have love. If you live with a grandmother that allows you to play, you're gonna have more fun, you're gonna have more of a sense of union and you're gonna take more chances. So these things are really, really, really important. And and Debbie, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with one with one thing that I wrote that I think I just wanna share because this is this is Mother's Day and it's called self oh yeah i like that you one. know and i just did it i just did it with a. you know actually actually i'm gonna i'm gonna look at let's look at this together i'll read the first you I'll, you read this one i'll read that when you read this one okay it's called self s secret secret e elusive l looking to f find it s singular e evolving l learning to f find it S Spirit, E Enlighten, L Loving That I, F Found It, E I mean, sorry, S Surrender, E Ecstasy, L
3: Letting Go of, F What I Found. I love that, you that know, I mean, so
1: especially nice. letting go of what I found, just yeah. letting go, just enjoying the day and finding a way, finding a way to have peace. Yes, on this series. Well, Debbie Moore, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on Women's Space. I'm so happy to, to be here with you, Elaine. you're no, one and you of were my a little favorite. nervous. you were a little. High. Was it as bad as you thought it was going to be?
3: No, no. <laughs> it's,
1: always, <laughs> it's always that way, you know. We're, we we were so anxious, you know. We we're, we're so fearful of the future when we we just live in the now, and do do what Max says because we were just playing together, yeah, and that's it was wonderful. Right. I want that's to thank right. you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Well, folks, that's it for our show. A special thank you to Debbie Marr for being with me, for inspiring me to have some of my poetry read, and for being one of the best friends I've ever had. Happy Mother's Day to all of you that are listening. And you know, there's a lot, we have covered a lot of ground here. We really have, you know, a reminder, uh, all the information that you heard on the show will be listed on www.womensbases.com. Also, if you want to wish anyone a happy birthday, an anniversary of birth, etc., cetera, write, you know, write me at elainebholz at gmail.com. And I am happy to announce it. And I want to do a shout out to all the mothers out there that, that you know, to have the courage and the tenacity to be mothers, to have children. It's a big responsibility, and it's something to be proud of. You know, and it's so important. Choice is so important. You know, tell your friends again that Women's spaces will be aired again tonight, at 11 o'clock. Everybody can listen to it, and I'm really excited about it because I get to listen to my to my own show. And you know, that's another thing. When I when I think about it, it's very difficult for me to listen to my own shows, and I ask myself. Why is that? You know, and I said, because I'm af- I actually began to realize because I've, I'm afraid I'm going to sound stupid. And so I start listening to the shows, and I thought to myself, wait a minute. You know, you make an effort. You try to do something. None of us are perfect. Anyway, this is Elaine B. Holtz. You've been listening to Women's Bases. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to being with you next time. And remember, our children are the future, and we must never lose sight of that.
0: The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, May 15th, 2023.